By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Oh, hold on a minute. Oh, hey, we haven't started yet. Okay, now start. Why haven't we started yet? Because I didn't turn your mic on. You started talking before the song ended. Oh, okay. So, hi, everyone. This is Shelly Barr. I am Shelly. He is Brad. And together, this is a BS show. And together, we make BS, meaning um, it's really a show about nothing. It's kind of therapy for Brad and I. And also, what is it that you say, Brad? I say... What? Hold on. What is it? That I say I, first. You say Friday first. Friday. <laughs> no. What? Is, hold it. What is I? What is it that I say? I don't know. Here's what I say. Nano, no, no. I don't know. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. I do. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Our president trying to do more than Mindy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> really? It's Friday. No politics. You know. <laughs> Except for the whole pot thing, isn't that kind of amazing? For the what? The what? The what thing? The whole pot thing. Why is that amazing? Just the sheer fact that they, the the state, made it legal. Go back in the Roman Empire, and and read about the history of the Roman Empire. Once one of the most powerful forces on the planet earth that just disintegrated because you know why why everybody got too fat and sassy everybody got too lazy nobody wanted to work anymore you know i mean just to the point where where are you talking about now yeah or back right back in time no no i mean we're, we're paralleling the roman the fall of the roman empire because of the fact that you know hey you know yeah you can drink you can take drugs you don't have to work anymore the government will pay you to stay home you don't have to leave your house to go to work There's anymore countries that have marijuana that's legal yeah and look where they're at they're in the toilet you know it's it's like so are you saying this is the fall of the u.s i you know don't get me going on this i i see you're the one that started it i've never been a druggie okay and yes marijuana is a drug i've never been a drinker okay i don't you know i'm not you know and once again i'm not You've saying you've never tied one on no 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 i'm like not I got totally schnockered no no i'm not saying that I'm perfect, and you should be like me. I'm not saying that because heaven knows I am far, far from perfect. I'm just saying that when it's 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 Maslow's theory of hierarchy. It's the it's uh-huh. the pyramid. Okay, as you get the base things covered, security. In other words, remember Maslow's theory of hierarchy. You know, talked about like the caveman when the caveman figured out how to live in a cave. And then discovered fire, and then discovered he could sharpen a stick. And when that when that saber-toothed tiger came after him and his wife, he could kill that tiger, and they could eat that tiger. Okay, then he did, you know then he move up the pyramid. Okay, but what happens is when you move up the pyramid, you get to the point where you you know you lose track of how you got there. If you if you know what I'm saying, and to the point where we have the situation where we have our military, which has protected us for 
two plus centuries. Okay, now we have people. Remember, we have we have uh, our own representative from Missouri, Cory Bush, who wants to shut down the Pentagon and and say, oh, we don't need the defense anymore. Okay, so what happens then? The Russians attack us. The the you know the the you know all the you know what I'm saying. I mean, I think that what happens is you've got. I mean, like for example, I have a friend of mine that owns rental property. Okay. And he talks about this all the time. Talks about the fact that you get these people that can, you know, the claim they can barely afford to pay rent and they're Section 8 and the whole bit. But yet, he says, you drive by their house and what's out at the trash, what's out at the street for the trash? The box from a 100-inch TV, okay? <laughs> you know, which is still like $2,000. I don't know what a 100-inch ones. I mean, but, you know, they're a big screen TV, okay? Once again, that's not what they should be buying. But yet, we've gotten spoiled. You know, I I don't understand a lot of things. I quite honestly, I don't understand the tattoo thing. We had that last week. Nothing against what they did with the ta- I don't understand that. I don't understand the tattoo thing. You were going to get a tattoo as a joke. If you if you know what There's, my you don't joke with a tattoo. Oh, Brent. mine would be fun. As a matter of fact, I still may do it. Just as a, as people go, like if I if I told you what I was going to do and I showed it, if I had it done and I showed it to you, you'd go like, okay, I don't understand. That would prove my point. Okay, that would just prove my point. Is it, it what you were thinking about doing? Doing a barcode. Well, ew. Yeah, but I was going to do a barcode. No, similar. I'm not, not going to do a barcode. No, what? You know what? Don't get me going on this kind of stuff. You know, you, I. You started it. But you're, I'm not no, no, going no. You're, on anything. You're, I'm just you're the one that brought up the marijuana. You're the one that brought up the marijuana thing because you know, as of what? As of Wednesday, it's legal. And but what? But see here once again. Here's the crazy thing. Okay, as of Wednesday, it's legal for you to have marijuana, which you got illegally. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be like saying, hey, as of today, it's okay to have a stolen car because of the fact that, you know, we're making all stolen cars legal, but yet you 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 have an illegally gotten car. Get what I'm saying? In other words, there's no place in the state of Missouri where you could have bought marijuana legally, but yet you got, you now have illegal marijuana and it's legal. Get what I'm saying? Which brings to mind, so what do all the drug dealers, what are they going to do? Are, are we basically putting them out of business no, by making no, no. marijuana legal? No. Go. The, this, if I'll send you a couple stories in this. It's fascinating what's happened in California. There are, there are law enforcement people who now say, and this is in California, that it's worse than ever because of the fact that what's happened now is that you know, essentially, the bad guys aren't going to go away. The guys who are the, you know, the drug dealers, they're not going, oh, my God, I'm out of business. I guess I, I guess I have to get a work job and work in the drive-thru at McDonald's. No, that's not going to happen. They're not going to go to work in a normal job. The dynamics change, and what happens now, it's going to be a price war. You know, they're going to say, hey, you know, if you go to the, you know, like once when they open, I guess, next month or no, next year, February 7th, I think is the date, the earliest date you can actually get licensed. That would be the, the medical dudes can switch over to general sales. Um, you know, I mean, if it's. Does that mean they can still do medical? Yeah, but the but once again, that whole thing was a sham to begin with. Yeah. I mean, see, this is, okay, let me take you back. 
This is like the river. Take me back. Let's circle back to that. This is the riverboat casino thing. Okay. Hey, we're gonna have we're gonna have riverboats on the on the river, and it was a moat. And we're gonna no 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 no. It wasn't a moat. It was we're gonna be boats gonna be on the river. That's and, true. And you know and like the, they they had the dock that they built up there on yep. on on. It's still there. You can drive up and still see where it was where the original casino was in St. Charles. What was it called? Uh, it was a Station Casino, I believe it was, the original one, okay? And nobody's going to have any gambling problems because you're only going to be able to get on for a two-hour cruise. And we're going to cruise up and down the river, and at the end of two hours, everybody off the boat and a new group of people get on. So you can't have any gambling addiction because you can't stay on the boat. But then one day, I remember this, I, I thought to myself, I can't believe this. This is like this is like this is like watching the World Cup soccer and you see the guys doing the what they call it flipping or flopping the where backstroke. Well no no the where they the the soccer dudes where they fall down like they fake an injury to get a timeout. You know what I mean? Like oh like that bird? No, like did you ever watch the soccer I'll send you a couple. No, I don't. I'll send you a couple YouTube reels of all these guys who, like, they fall down. Oh my God! And they're rolling around on the ground. You know, like, look like they got their leg amputated. You know, are like, you know, like their their bones. They got a compound fracture. And there's a bone sticking out of their, you know, the out of their their their, you know, whatever. And and they get a timeout. And then miraculously, three minutes later, they're up and running around again. Okay, they're flopping. Okay. Okay, so it's like that bird. Okay, so the casinos, you know, said, you know, so you know, oh yeah, we're gonna put these boats in the river. And then all of a sudden, one day, I remember when this came out, I thought to myself, here we go. The someone from one of the boats came out and said, you know, we've got these boats and they're out in these rivers, and there's barges out there, and you know, uh, and there's there's sometimes there's rocks and there's bridges and Oh man, you know these these boats. This is sort of dangerous. People on these boats, you know, they're floating out there in the river. What happens if one of those boats hit a barge or hit a bridge, and and the boat sank, and all these gamblers were killed? Some ne- next thing like this, legislators, you know, you're right. We never thought about that. We never thought that these boats could sink. Okay, so you don't have to float anymore. You can just dock it and never move. Okay, fine. And then, and then the next thing was, you know, we got our boat docked on the dock, and there's still these barges coming up. And remember the barge that hit the the president and knocked it off its moorings. You know, I do. Then they went, oh my God, oh, we can't have these casinos out in the river. Well, they got to be on water. Well, well, here's what we're going to do: we're going to build a big old bathtub. And we're going to fill it with water on the land. And we're going to put the, the casino in that bathtub. And, and that's the way it's going to be. Fl- okay, fine. So once again, they just they just keep changing the rules. So, see, but me, me like me being sort of having libertarian root, you know, roots, I'm going like, okay, let's just blow it wide open. Cocaine, heroin, meth, just whatever. I you, disagree with that. Whatever you want. You know, knock yourself out. But what I disagree. You, but here's, here's the only rule. You have to, in order, you have to go, you have to go, and in front of, like, a judge, you get a special judge, it would be the drug court judge, you'd walk in front of a judge, and you would, you know, they would swear you in, you know, like, you know, put your hand in the Bible, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so, oh my God, you know, they do that. They don't do that anymore. They do. They do. No, they don't. They do. They, no, uh, they don't. They, well, trust me, I've been in court recently, no. they do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, they do okay. it. Okay. Whatever. So, so you're right. I'm wrong. Okay. Oof, so that hurts. So, so, uh, so, uh, then the judge says, "Okay, 
we're going to give you your drug user's card. Do you agree? No, 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 seriously. We're going to give you your drug user's card. Do you agree that no matter what happens to you, the state's not going to help you? If you overdose and the fire department shows up and the ambulance shows up and you've overdosed, eh, we're just going to let you die. Do you understand? They can't do that, though. Well, but once again, they can do anything they want. No, they cannot. Yes, they can. They can do anything you they want. To, if they do not have paperwork that says do not resuscitate, but they, they have to do everything in they their power. They would have their drug user's card. And the drug user's card would strictly say, if I overdose and the police and fire show up, they can't help me. I just got to die. See, because once again, there has How to be. How are they going to know that? Because you'd have to have it. You'd have to. That's the other thing. You'd have to have the drug user's card uh, stuck to your head on super glue. It would be right there in your forehead. You know, that's just so such a stupid idea. I just can't even imagine what? that I'm having what? this conversation what? with you. You're, I have a stupid idea? Uh, how can you say I have a stupid idea? My ideas are so 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 grounded. I mean, like some of them are are, are really good ideas, but, and the other ones are like meh. Well, you know, <laughs> see, see, the real thing about this is. What's 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 the old what's the old stupid what thing? What a perk! Hold it! Wasn't wasn't it wasn't it the wasn't wasn't it I'm the sorry, what? the Nixon Watergate thing? Wasn't was was who? What's the guy who died? Who was the secret informant? What was his call? What do they call him? Deadpan or whatever? Or you know who I'm talking about? Deep Throat. Deep Throat. Okay. Yes. Deep Throat. Wasn't he the one that said follow the money? And all you got to do is just follow the money because of the fact that you know once again the state's involved. I mean, as a young man. Living in Missouri, a conservative state, if you would have told me that once upon a time we'd have l- the lottery, casino gambling, and now legalized drugs, I would have said, "Boy, you'd be tripping. You'd be." I agree with you. <laughs> you'd be. You'd be. That's why you'd be so. There's something wrong with you out there. Right. It's at a point where it's like it's like, and the crazy thing is. The gambling started in, and you call it Hee Haw, Iowa. The gambling started in Iowa. Iowa. The gambling started in Iowa, the state that I would always say had the least chance of going to gambling, right? I mean, because remember, I know people who used to, there were bus tours in St. Louis where you could get on a bus and go up to the casinos in Iowa. They drove you to the casinos in Iowa. Remember that? What? There were... In the St. Louis area, when there was no, before we had gambling in St. Louis, okay, there were tour companies, like the tour buses, you know, like the Mid-America uh-huh. coaches tiny kind of places. There were yeah. tour buses that they ran junkets up to the casinos in Iowa. And because who was on the buses? All the old people, all the retired people. They, you know, who had time and, you know, to spend like five hours on a bus and then go gamble and, you know, spend another five hours on a bus, come back. They, they took junkets up to Iowa. Was it Quad Cities and places like that? Moline, Illinois, places like that that had the... I, the... I honestly have no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They happened all the time. Matter of fact, because I, I had friends of mine at the time who told me, oh, my mom and dad are going up to Iowa again. And that's how I found out about it. I go, what do you mean they're going to Iowa? Well, they got these bus tours and they go up to the casinos. And, and who paid for the buses? The casinos. <laughs> the casinos paid the bus companies to drive people up into Iowa. So, and once again, we, the state of Missouri, why did we get gambling? Because the legislature, well, we can't have our people go to Iowa. We're losing all that tax money. Iowa's getting that tax money. We're not getting it. So we got to have casinos. And if you remember, see, from being a radio guy, when the, when, the, when the lottery first came out, the restrictions on the lottery for radio advertising, 
I, we used to kid about this at the radio station because we were running some of the first generation lottery ads. The, the ads were 60 seconds long. The disclaimer was 45 seconds long. They said things like, hey, Missouri Lottery, it's a wonderful place. It's a great thing. You can make money. Go buy scratchers. And then there's 45 seconds of, you know, you blah, 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 call 1-800-BETS, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, pretty soon, you know, people, the casinos went, hey, you know, we run those. Hey, you Mr. Legislator, we run those casino ads. And yeah, we run a 60 and it's 15 seconds call to action and 45 seconds disclaimer. Ah, can you change that a little bit? And pretty soon the disclaimers were 30 seconds, and then pretty soon the disclaimers were 20 seconds, and then they were 10, and then there were five seconds where the guy says, got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Once again, you know, it's, it's called, it's this incredible word that I used years ago, which is fascinating to me. It's called incrementalism. It's like the frog in the, in the, in the pot of water. You know what I mean? You can, you put, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. You put the frog in there and you raise the water just, you know, five degrees, yeah. another five degrees, another five degrees, another five degrees. All of a sudden, the frog's Which boiling. Which is kind of, you know, and he's, ew. And he's dead. So let's not talk about it. It's he's Friday. dead because he doesn't know what hit him because of the fact it was slow and, you know, and incremental. That's what's happening to us. And that's why I say. So we've got the demasculinity of men. I'm telling you. Seriously. And. You're, incremental. You're, you're, think about what your what your what your bonus daughter said yesterday. She said thirty years, twenty nine years ago, when she got in the navy, people gave an order, you followed it. Now that's true. She said that the, they questioned the order. Why do we have to do that, Sergeant? Wait, that's what? because that's what they do to their parents. But once again, you can't go out. <laughs> the Why? Na- the Navy because should say. Because you just sat there and were caught with a bunch of dope in the car. Why? But the Navy should say, and the Marines and the Army should say, because I said so. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> now, now mom, do what no, I told you. Mom. Right. But see, that's parenting. <laughs> you know, like my kids would say to me, why do I have to do this? Because I said so. <laughs> well, who are you? I'm the ruler here. You're, you're <laughs> exactly. You're, you're the, you're the surf. I'm the king. That's, this is the way the rule, the word, the rule, the word, you know what I'm saying? Easy for you to say, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Way to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Easy for me to say because I could say something like. No, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> I can't believe you bought into my story about Robin Williams with that. You know what? Bite me. You, okay. you don't make fun of Robin Williams. Yeah, because he's dead. Uh, because you know what? Too no, much. No, because he's too much marijuana. That's what killed Robin Williams. Do you know that? That's not what killed. Him. <laughs> That's what killed him. It's six thirty-one. We have to take a break. Talking about having no dynamic range in a song. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Anyway, six thirty-eight. That's inside. No, there's one that's actually got one. I'll be your, I'll be your fantasy. And and I mean that this is da 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 da. It it uses that song, and I only know about that is because I mean that beat, and and tone, because Tiffany sang this song, um, in high school, and I was like why are you singing that song? It has, I didn't know it was called dynamic range, but it has no fluctuation in music. Thank you, Shelly Barr, music expert. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Never mind. Wait till I see you. I, f- I feel. Oh, all right. hey, do me a favor. 
Huh. Tell me you're going to throat punch me on, put that on Facebook again, and let's see how long it takes before you get banned. Before I get pulled down? <laughs> well, I don't, maybe somebody reported it because it was in my oh. um, grade school, high school chat. You know, if, if you know, if, you know, if, if we're in my high school chat, or actually the year behind me, uh, it, Ina Metzger would 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 have reported it because she's, you know, she's that kind of girl. Ina, Ina, remember I told you about her, Ina Linville, the Miss Perfect, the lady who who I dumped all the hay on her front lawn. Don't you remember telling me that story in the air? Never mind. When I was in high school, didn't you? Didn't you? I mean, there were what? that was the wrong. Co-host, I think. No, that was you because I told the story about, and because you even say you had a crush on her about this girl that I knew from high school who was like Miss Perfect, and she was like an equestrian and the whole bit. So me and a bunch of guys were out driving around one night, and there were a bunch of bales of hay on the road, and we threw them in the back of my station wagon, we dumped them on Ina Metzger's front porch, and we're trying to. I, I went and found her. Did you get busted? No, her name is now Ina Linville, and she's like constantly posting on. Her and her husband, they have the perfect marriage. They're riding the Katy Trail. They're donating their time to blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, some things never change. They're donating their plasma. Well, you you want to see. Here's what I want to see. Which I, is a thing. I want to see. Did pic- you know that you can donate your plasma? I knew that, yeah. I mean, I, I suck it out of my TV all the time. I take my old TV down and I <laughs> yeah. pull that ours, little. Ours has a little crack in the top. Right, I take that little drain. The plasma's leaking out. I take that little drain out of the bottom of my TV. I guess the plasma. Yeah, I'm much you want exactly. to get exactly right and just you know give donate plasma no see i want to see i know i know and her husband i want to see him over at pt's in the parking lot that's what i want to see i, I don't PT? want i don't want to see him on the katie trail on their bikes or like you know are you know uh nursing sick animals back to health because she was like a 4-h she's got like a phd you know do i sound jealous no I'm you just, do sound a little jelly i'm not gonna lie i don't it's to the point where okay once again this is my thing. I am anti-retirement. Okay, I heard an Are expert. You? Yes, I think retirement's stupid. It's not in the Bible. It's not godly. I remember I told you years ago there was a yes, a, a preacher that gave the sermon about how how and he said he's right. Most people when we retire, they say, "Why are you going to retire?" Because it's all about me. I wanted to be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want it. That's selfishness. You should always serve your your fellow person. You should always serve God. You shouldn't serve yourself. You just told. Us that you that the that Ina needed to so basically you're you just contradicted yourself. Okay, why do see? Okay, here we go. Uh huh. Let me give How you a little. You contradict yourself and try to justify it. I'm not contradicting myself. Look at you. Look, you totally no, are. No, no, no. First you're saying Ina okay. did this and Ina did okay. that. Ina, well, Ina, Ina. She's retired and she's like, oh, I'm retired. I can do whatever I want. I can, I can ride my bike on the Katy Trail. You know. Oh once, my gosh. Once again, okay. Issues much? Hey. Childhood no, issues? No, 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 no. Child? No, adult issues because of the fact that retirement killed my parents. Killed my parents. My parents were both very sharp, you know, uh, uh, my mom just went over the deep end. I mean, she just lost it when she retired. You know, I mean, you know, my, you know, she was just, you know, went, turned into sort of a whack job, to be honest with you. You know, seriously. You can't call your mother a whack job. My mom turned into a whack job after she retired because her brain went to jelly. Because once again, your brain is a muscle. What happens to these people that end up like in a hospital and they're in the hospital bed for like two months? They their muscles atrophy. They I can't, understand They that. can't walk. They, and I and I'm I'm. They become weak, and it's the same thing with your brain. If you don't use your brain, see, look at look at this. 
you know what you now you don't have to tell me about the brain because there was a time when I could not even speak a full sentence. Right. I know some people thought that it was a gift. Wasn't that Tuesday? <laughs> uh huh. Anyway, while I couldn't speak this full sentence, yeah. I it, it's just like I wasn't processing at all. Yeah. So they had these books. Right. They were little like game puzzle books. Right. And um, I did those for about a year, and they they're. There was one that came out every month. Well, they stopped making them, but they were perfect, and they actually helped my brain rewire itself. Okay. See, I'll give you my example. Here's my examples of people who have not retired, and they're sharp as a tack. I know you're not going to like the first one, Nancy Pelosi, who, quite honestly, I admire on many different ways. I know. Well, good for you. I know there are a lot of people that don't like like Nancy Pelosi and I don't like some of the things she does, but I admire her because she's a strong woman. She's like 82 years old and still sharp as a tack. Okay. Bernie Sanders. Uh, Bernie Sanders is like 83 or something like that. Donald Trump, who's like, what, 75, 76. Yes, I know he's turned into a whack job, but he's still sharp as a tack. Okay. Because, and here's the deal. If Bernie Sanders 20 years ago would have said, oh, I'm just going to go to, I'm going to retire to Russia and my wife and I are going to go back to Russia and live in Moscow the rest of our lives, you know, Bernie Sanders would be like, you know, like he wouldn't be able to do his ABCs, but still he's sharp as a tack. And what happens is, is that, you know, I guess, and, and not only that, if I see one more post on uh. my, on Facebook page of the class behind me, from Hazelwood, Hazelwood High School, the class behind me, if I see one more post of them pay, playing pickleball, I'm going to lose it. I'm like, what? Do you, is it because your class is lost and you don't have anybody to play pickleball with? Why don't we start a pickleball club? <laughs> okay. And Brad, you can be the leader. No. And you can sit there and organize all of it and Invite your old classmates. I say if you're going to play that kind of sport, play the real game, play tennis. Don't play stupid pick a pickleball. Matter of fact, you know what's... You know pickleball what's, is the baby boomers' racquetball. Well, no, 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 no. Racquetball was, was very tough. Racquetball, I never was very good at racquetball. I tried... You know, matter of fact, which surprises me because you're kind I, of a jock. I, I had a guy. You want me to tell you a quick story? I had a guy. I can still remember his name. Make it quick. Roger Heitbrink. Roger Heitbrink. When I did the talk show on Sunday nights in KSOQ, Roger Heitbrink was my guest. I had him on once a month, and Roger Heitbrink was this like he was like this this you know fitness trainer the whole bit. This is what he did. It was a long time ago. This is, he was a fitness trainer before fitness trainers were fitness trainers, and I used to have him on once a week, once a, once a month. Okay. And that was when I weighed 310 pounds. So he decided to personally take me under his wing and get me back in shape because I was a young guy. I was like, you know, 23, 24 years old. I weighed 310 pounds. So so uh, he would play racquetball with me. He was so good, and I was so bad. He would play left-handed, and he was a right-handed guy. He would play left-handed and wipe the court with me. I mean, just literally. But you know what he was doing? It was it was because I figured it out the first time I played it's it. It's because you didn't put your feet down. No, 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 no. He was playing the old rope-a-dope game with me. In other words, he was purposely, if I went to the left side of the court, he hit the ball to the right side of the court. If I went to the right side of the court, he hit the ball to the left side of the court. He was running me back and forth across the court the entire because he was so good at controlling the ball, he could put the ball where I wasn't and I had to run. And I'd, I'd lost weight. That's part of how I lost weight. 
And But once again, he was so good at what he did, he could play left-handed and still just mop the floor with me. You know, I was never good at racquetball. I mean, at baseball, I was, you know, I'm going to scale it 1 to 10. I was probably a 6 in baseball. I made the all-star team a couple times in Little League. You know, and I, I should have gone out. For in the, Little League? No, I did. I made the all-star team. And How old were you? I don't know, 8, 9, 10. Like, you know, I think Aww, two or three years in a row, I, I made the all-star team. We had an all-star game the whole bit, you know. Oh my goodness! Did you have trophies? Oh yeah, we got. We got. I played third. Oh, did I, you like get to get to uh, sign a ball? I'm not gonna touch that one. <laughs> I do have, uh, although I think I lost it. I do have a ball that when I coached my youngest son's team, all the all the kids signed it, which was so cool. I don't cool. think you lost it. I, I think you took it. Okay, we have to take a break. I did. It's 6.48. It is BS.show, Friday version. We play a little bit, bit, bit different music because of the fact that it's the best day of the week. It's if, Friday. And if you notice the theme in the songs, has to do with Friday, has to do with the weekend, just like Johnny Kemp. It's Friday, just got paid. Johnny Kemp, you know, I'm going to be positive the rest of the show. I'm not going to say anything negative, even though I want to tell you the story of what happened to Johnny Kemp. You know what happened to Johnny Kemp? I do not. He was on the Tom Joyner cruise, the Fantastic Voyage. You know who Tom Joyner is? Yes. Okay, yes. Tom Joyner was this famous radio guy. I, don't, I think he retired. I don't think he's in the radio business anymore. Anyway, Johnny Kemp, you know, these one of these cruises where it's like a theme cruise. They have all these, like, performers and stuff like that. I've never been on one, but I know what you're talking about. The cruise ship was docked in Montego Bay. He got off the ship. Nobody saw him again. They found his body floating in the, in the ocean. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's based, uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, other cruise ships had seen him earlier that day in the area. Based on an investigation, the St. James Police believe he was walking on some rocks, lost his balance, fell, hit his head, and then drowned. And he was, uh, he was supposed to be singing on the cruise ship. And anyway, that happened in uh, 2015. So not that long ago. So, oh, did it really? Yeah, 2015. Johnny Kemp. Yeah. Friday night, just got paid. A radio business, and I got two dollars in my pocket. Worked a whole week, made two dollars. <laughs> made two dollars for go, two bucks. Gonna go buy. It'd be um, like Curly Sue. <laughs> right, gotta go Let me buy. Show you a really good time. All right, gotta go buy a Powerball ticket. Got my two dollars. Going to the bank. They'll say, "Hey, keep your money to yourself. We don't want you two bucks. Just got paid." Got no money. Going to go buy some marijuana because it's legal now in Missouri. Going to smoke a doobie or two. Feel Which real good. question. <laughs> what? Can you, if it's legal, <laughs> can you smoke it while you're driving? You know, can I ask you a question back? Hold on, let me clear my throat here. Do what? I was got. I'm going to ask you a question back. I had to clear my throat. If a tree, Hairball. If a tree falls in the woods... Is there any sound? Actually, there is. <laughs> okay. So you have brought up a very interesting question that with alcohol, it's pretty easy for them to tell if you're stoned or drunk or whatever you want to call it because of the fact yeah. that they can smell it on your breath and they can take their little meter and stick it in your mouth and they can tell if you got, you know, and if, if not, they can take you back to the police station and they can, you know, they can blow in the machine at the machine police station or they can take you to the hospital and take a blood draw and they're, oh yeah, he's drunk. Okay, with marijuana. You know what they should do is come up with an apparatus right? that would like um, prick your skin yeah. and be <laughs> able to like, you know, like a diabetic meter, right. only what it would be doing is measuring 
if there's THC in your system. Shelly. Somebody will come up with that. Think about what you just said. You're saying what? that the police can pull you over, prick your skin, <laughs> and, and think about that for a minute, okay? What? It's like taking somebody's blood sugar. But once again, it's to the point, the ACLU, if we had any of the attorneys listen to the ACLU, the he... Uh, let me. I, I'll call nine one one for him right now because he just had a heart attack. Oh my God! She's saying the police could prick your skin. No way! It wouldn't go anywhere. What are you talking about? In Shelly World, it's a completely brilliant point. Well, you know, in Shelly World, always raining down on me, Brad, in, Always in Shelly World, bringing a sister down. Uh, no, it's see. Once again, the problem. <laughs> see, they've they've created a problem and they don't have a solution. Okay, they know if you're drunk. One of these days, I'll tell the story of how I, <laughs> probably one of my most famous stories of how I got pulled over by the police because I was driving with one wheel and with no tire on it, and the St. Charles County at the time it was St. Charles County Sheriff's uh, Sheriff or Sheriff's deputy. Uh, <laughs> Um, did the whole um, field sobriety test on me. Really? Oh, my God. It's a funny story. It's a funny story. Did you pass? Of course I did because I wasn't drinking. I had, you know, matter of fact, was, God, the story is so funny. It's, 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 in matter of fact. Funny peculiar or funny ha-ha? It depends on if you're uh, me or my wife. She didn't find it funny at all. She thought it was, matter of fact. Yeah, she she still never gave up, got over the onion rings. Yes, she's never got over the onion rings. Exactly. That woman holds a grudge. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't know that story, when my <laughs> quick and a quick version of that story is, is I'm my my wife. His is, wife is toiling away right. trying to give birth to his child. She's she's and he's outside. No 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 no. She's she's thirty hours into a thirty six hour labor. Okay. And it's Saturday night. It's about six o'clock at Saturday night. And and the nurse who like had already been on the shift the day before was back again. You know what I mean? She's working her yeah. shift. So she's the second day I've seen this same nurse. And she says to me, she says, hey, honey, your, your, your wife's not going anywhere, any, anywhere quick. She says, if you want to go get something to eat. And at the time I had a pager, believe it or not, that was pre-cell phone. And she says, "Did you have the texting pager?" No, I had a tone and voice pager. You know what? Oh, see, I had the texting I'll, pager, I'll, the big one. Uh, I, I, we, I mean, that was like. Hold, hold. I gotta, I gotta. We gotta break here because I'll tell the story, the rest of the story on the other side of the break. Okay, it's six fifty nine. It's BS dot show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. You know <laughs> that song just reminded me of something. She talks about Uncle Kenny. You know who Uncle Kenny is? No. Uncle Kenny is Kenny G. If you watch the video of that song, Kenny, Kenny G is playing uh, his alto saxophone. You know, Kenny G. <laughs> can, can I tell you my weird Kenny G story? Sure. Okay. This is probably 10, 12 years ago. I'm on the air on KSOQ. And across the hall, the infamous Brian Nieves is on his show. Okay? So yes. there was something going on at the family arena. And we're doing a promotion at the family arena, which they won't even talk to me anymore, but that's a whole other story. Anyway... <laughs> Kenny G was going to be in concert at the family arena. We we were promoting his concert, okay? And I think it was a Christmas concert or something like that. He's going to play Christmas music. And he's a very talented guy. So he's supposed to call at 7.30, and he doesn't call at 7.30. And keep in mind, I get off the air at 8. So at 8.05, he calls. 
Hey, Brad, this is Kenny G. I'm on the tour bus. We're heading into St. Louis right now. Right, where are you? Oh, we're someplace in Indiana. Okay, fine. And so I said, well, I'm off the air. My show ended at 8. And he goes, oh. And I go, well, hold on a minute. The guys across the hall on the AM station, I'll see if they want to interview you. So <laughs> I go across the hall, and Brian Nieves is on the air, and he's in a commercial break. And I say, hey, Brian, I got Kenny G on line one, and and will you interview him on the air? And Brian looks at me and goes, the Kenny G? I go, yeah, the Kenny G. The saxophone guy? Yeah, the Kenny G. And he smiles. He says, yes, we'll interview him. He thought I was kidding him. So he goes on the air and he pushes down the phone button. You know, hey, right, this is Brian Evans. And we've got a special guest, Kenny G. He thinks it's a setup. He thinks it's one of his buddies who's pretending to be Kenny G. So he interviews him for about 10 minutes. And anytime Kenny G says anything, he goes, yeah, you're full of it. You're not Kenny G. This goes on for like 10 minutes. So finally, Kenny G says to him, he says, I don't know who you are, but I really am the Kenny G. And Brian hangs up on him. So after Brian gets off the air at 9 o'clock, he comes up and finds me in the front office. And he says, hey, he says, who was that guy? I go, that was Kenny G. And he goes, no, it wasn't. I go, yes, it was really Kenny G. I was supposed to interview him at 7.30. He's at the family arena tonight. And I was supposed to interview him, but he called in late. So I just let you. And he's like super embarrassed that for like 10 minutes, he antagonized Kenny G, accusing him of being a fake Kenny G. And he's making fun of his music. Oh, who would go see Kenny G in concert? That music is terrible. Some doof up on stage playing a saxophone. Who in their right mind... <laughs> I guess the drop for KSOQ, uh, he didn't do it. The what now? You know, the, hi, this is Kenny G, and I listen to, when I'm in St. Louis, I listen to KSOQ 104.5. Oh, no, on the contrary. He did one. He called me the next day. He says, hi, when I'm in St. Louis, I will never talk to Brad Hildebrand again. That's <laughs> Well, he didn't really talk to you. Because? He talked to Brian Nevis. Okay, so let me finish my story. My wife's okay, our, our first child. I go to Lamaze class. I'm a good husband, father, future father. I learn all about the birthing process. I learn how to support my wife and the whole bit. And nothing went according to plan. Absolutely, positively nothing. And she's 24, or 30 hours into 36 hours of labor. And the nurse sort of calls me aside. And she says, hey, she says, uh, you can go get something to eat if you want. It was like 6 o'clock in the evening. And I said, really? And she says, uh, she says, I see you got a pager. I go, yeah, I got a pager. She says, give me your pager number. And if something changes, I'll page you. You come back right away. Okay, fine. So I'm at, I'm at the baby factory right there at the, you know, the Palace on Ballas, 270, whatever they, 270 Ballas, uh, you know, the old, the old St. John's now, Big Mercy as they call it now. So I go up the highway, one exit, two Fridays, actually two exits. Is it two exits? Yeah, it's two exits. Ledoux and then Olive. I go to Fridays. And I have the world's best hamburger and French fries and onion rings. And boy, those onion rings were so good. So I go back to the hospital and I walk into the room and about an hour, hour and 20 minutes or so. And my wife's still in labor and I will go over to her bedside and she, I smell onion rings. (laughs) I go, you're right. She says, where did you go eat? I go, Friday's. And I proceed to get punched, a bruise that's still on my arm to this day. I mean, if she would have punched 
Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, Mike Tyson, George Foreman, he would have been knocked out. That's how hard she hit me. And she never forgave me for that. To this day, to this day. Rightfully so, Brad. To this day. <laughs> and I said, I said to her, but the nurse said I could go eat. She says, down in the cafeteria, not at Fridays. <laughs> so that was the start of an interesting night. My son's born. He's in terrible distress. He's almost dead. Doctor takes me out in the hall, introduces me to a doctor by the name of Olander, and he says, he says, uh, Brad, he says, this is going to be the doctor's going to take care of your son. Dr. Olander looks at me and he says, follow me. We march down the, the hallway to the NICU. Five minutes after my son's born, I'm holding my five-minute-old son in the NICU, and the doctor's doing a spinal tap on him. And I'm on. in on my son, Brad. And I'm in, oh, really? I'm in the NICU for like, you know, 20 minutes with him. He takes me outside, and he looks me straight in the face, and he says, well, I think I know what's wrong with your son, and we're going to go ahead and start treating him. But if I'm wrong, he'll probably die. So I just want you to know that. And he walks away. Wow. <laughs> That's my introduction to fatherhood. How's that? You know, it's, it's kind of like, well, how it is, is it's kind of like um, when Dr. Weikert um, told me that I had MS. Right. I went and had, um, he sent me to an optom- ophthalmologist, did the tests, and then he gets a brain MRI, and then he says, um, well, you don't have a brain tumor, but you do have MS. And I said, okay, what are you going to do to fix it? Because you need to fix this. And he's been trying ever since. Well, you know, there's some things. Uh, I think it was just Christina Applegate. You know who Christina Applegate is? I absolutely do. I think right she, on top of that, I think, Rose. I think she just came out and said she's not going to act anymore because I think she has MS. I think, oh, I'm so sorry. I think for I that. read that just recently. Anyway, that's my stupid story. I'm sticking to it. There's there's my Kenny G story. There's my and and the crazy I never thing about heard it the is Kenny G story, but <laughs> the crazy. I, I'm glad. <laughs> Kitty G. Mrs. Hildebrand, I'm glad that you punched him upside the head. He deserved it. <laughs> and you know what bothers me the most? I had my 35 millimeter camera because I was always a camera freak. And I took a couple rolls of film of my son in the NICU and the little glass cube and the whole bit. And I can't find somebody in, they were in one of my desks here at the office and we switched offices and somebody threw them away. I've never found them since. I looked everywhere for them. Can't find them. Can't find them. So anyway, son, pictures of my son and the NICU and the whole bit. So, you know, and, and it's funny. To this day, to this day, when I drive by, because three of my four kids were born at the, at the baby factory there on, on, yeah. on, you know. The mothership. The mothership, yes, the mothership. I always think, I mean, to this day, every time I pass by that thing, I always think of that night when my first son was born. It's just sort of weird. You know, it sticks with you because now you look at him, he's six foot four, weighs like 280. You know, he's got a big old beard. You know, <laughs> we've had him on the air before. Talks sort of, you know, sort of laid back kind of guy. You know, not like me. Thank goodness for that. You know, how things change. Okay. Lots of stuff to talk about this morning. Uh, do we want to talk about the Brittany Griner thing? No, I don't. 
Um, well, then don't talk about it. I won't talk about it. I quite honestly, um, I have issues with that, but that's a whole nother story. Um, respect. Okay, I didn't get that. Hold on. I got to work. I know what that is. I want a night. Um, you don't know what that is. Disney World announces ticket prices are going to go up even more. <laughs> we talked about, and they've gone to dynamic pricing. Can you believe this? Tell me what that means. Dynamic pricing means it's like what the Cardinals have gone to. It depends on what team's playing. If they're playing like like the the Florida Marlins who nobody cares about, the tickets are cheap. If they're playing the Yankees, the tickets are expensive. If they're playing on a Friday night, the tickets on Friday and Saturday nights are more expensive than a ticket on Monday and Tuesday nights. So what they're doing is they're doing dynamic pricing in Disney World, and some of the tickets, one day, one just one park, almost 200 bucks, $189. One day, one person. All the parks, the price range will be $109 to $199. Wow, that's a... Excuse me, $189. Disney said the $189 price point is specifically for nine days around the week of Christmas to New Year's at Magic Kingdom. $189 a day. I mean, I don't don't know. I mean, you know, it's funny. Um, I I won't go there. I mean, I'm to the point where I'm going like, this is like sort of crazy stuff, you know? I mean, if you've got... Like, I I had four kids, you know? So me and my wife... Four kids, okay, six of us. Six times one eighty nine. Let's round it off to to uh, to two hundred bucks. Is twelve hundred dollars for one day, not including parking, not including food. I mean, we could drop two thousand dollars at Disney in one day. I, I, there comes a point when I think, eh, you know, there's there's a thing in marketing what they call price resistance. That when you you keep raising the price and raising the price, and you get to a certain point where your sales start to fall off due to pricing, and then you raise the price a little bit more, and the sales fall off a little bit more, and then you raise the price to a certain level, and the sales just drop off like a rock. That's the point of price resistance, where people go, eh, not paying that anymore. It's like, here, I give a perfect example. Me being the aficionado of, 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 uh, you know, of Quickie Mart places, you know, you know, convenience stores at gas stations okay there was a time when you go and i and i i see it happening with candy bars there was a time when you could get a bag of potato chips they had lays had the small size bag and then they had what they called the grab the the grab bag or the big grab remember that two different size potato chips I do. Bags. okay i really do there are now no there are no two different sizes potato chips bags anymore you go to a c store it's one size. It's the grab bag or the big grab, whatever they call it. They don't call it big grab anymore, and it keeps getting smaller. Okay, the same. It does the same thing is happening in candy bars? Used to have like you know like the small, the regular size candy bar, and then like, like I think called what's the M and M's called it like the big grab or something like that. I don't care what they called it, family pack or or share a pack or something like Shareable that. Terrible thingy. Yeah. Trust me, I eat candy bars from gas stations. Okay. It's getting to the point where you can't find the small candy bars anymore. If you want the small pack of M&M's, good luck. You're not going to find them. You want the small Hershey's candy bar, good luck. You want a small Kit Kat bar, not not to be found. They're all the big size. And you know what? Even the small ones are like some stations, two nineteen for a small candy bar. $2.19. You can go to Schnooks and buy a whole big box Five Little Debbie's Christmas trees for $2.50. Why would I pay 
and 19 cents for a small little candy bar are 2.89 for the big candy bar I'm like no thanks there comes a point where i'm like okay i'm out of here I'm not doing that anymore you know and and i'm not trying to be a cheapskate but i'm going like okay last year or 2 years ago that candy bar was a buck 19 now it's 2.19 it's doubled in price right uh-huh crazy stuff my cray cray my total cray cray Oh, hold it. Among other things. The smartest woman in the world says most of the parks were already sold out for the week of Christmas and New Year's. Holy cow. Okay, (laughs) here's one. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? Yes. The Gen Zers are bucking Christmas. I'm sorry? The Gen Zers are bucking Christmas. I don't understand that. There's a lady. Her name is Sierra McKenzie. She's a Gen Z mother. She posted a video on TikTok saying she wouldn't lie to her kids about Santa. Don't talk about it because there's probably kids in the car. She said she won't be taking pictures with Santa or including any presents under the tree from St. Nick. And she says, quote, telling kids that Santa is real is a lie. And I don't believe in building Brad, my what kids did up I just on say? a lie. Another mom, Chloe Emile. Of course, you have to wonder, you know, you, you can figure out what kind of person she is by the name of Chloe. She said she won't be, uh, she won't be uh, label any presents as from Santa. And get this. <laughs> There's uh, another woman who her name is, her name is uh, Laura Jackal. I think these names are, are fake. Laura Jackal says she plans to ditch Elf on the Shelf this year and suggests parents tell their kids, quote, Santa recalled your elf to help with the presents or that he died. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to be one of their kids? No. Oh, my God. Mom, Dad, where's Shelf and the Elf? Oh, he died. Oh, they don't want to traumatize the kids, but they said the Shelf and the Elf died. Now, I've never understood the Shelf and the Elf. Can you explain that to me? No, because Can... it didn't come out. When but Tiffany was a young child. What is what is that? What is the shelf and the elf thing? I have no idea. I don't. Is 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 he supposedly watching you so the kids won't do anything bad? Is that the? Concept? I don't know. That's kind of creepy. Well, but I, I I don't know. Oh oh oh! I'm getting I'm getting boy I'm getting a lot of people saying stop now kids in the car okay. <sighs> I won't go any further. I'm sorry. What did I say? <laughs> Do I pay any attention to what you say? No, of no, course not. never. <laughs> That's like the first honest thing you've said Hold it. throughout the whole course of this show. The smartest woman in the world says the elf on the shelf watches the kids and then he talks to Santa. So if you've been a good a good little boy or a good little girl, or you can say that anymore if you're good, a, a good little humanoid because you can't say boys and girls anymore, right? <laughs> oh, my God. This is... <laughs> You know, it's to the point where, remember when, it's so funny, if you go back and you watch old Saturday Night Lives, they're actually, there's a there's a Saturday Night, Night Live channel, an SNL channel on YouTube, okay? They're now scrubbing some of the videos. They're taking the old Saturday Ooh. Night. They're, what? I'm they're, sorry. They're taking, there's a, there's a channel on YouTube called the SNL channel. It's the official channel of Saturday Night Live, okay? Okay. They are like sc- from the beginning. Like some of them I don't know if they go back that far, but you can watch like, like 10, 15, 20-year-old videos, okay? 
some of them they're scrubbing them because and the one i can't believe it's still up it's so funny is black jeopardy have you ever seen the black jeopardy ones Oh my no. God! They are so funny. They are the they're one of the funniest bits ever on on Saturday Night Live. And once again, I can't believe those are still up because they are so funny. One of them is Tom Hanks is a guest. So there's you know so it's it's what is his name Keenan. He's so funny. That guy is he's the most talented guy in Saturday Night Live. I can't remember his name. Keenan Winslow or something like that. I'll look him up and. The, the, of the three panelists, two of them are black, and obviously Tom Hanks is not. And he's got, I think he's got a, a Make America Great hat on the whole bit. So he's like a redneck Bubba kind of guy. He is so funny in that video. I'll send it to you. It's it's one of the classic, classic. But on some of the older ones, like where they talk about, you know, various things, gone. They're taking them off of, they're taking them off. They're gone. You know, I mean, it's to the point where comedy, as a matter of fact, there was interesting because, you know, the big, the big controversy with Dave Chappelle, you know, that, that he had this big contract with Netflix and he said some controversial things and the people were trying to get Netflix to drop Dave Chappelle. And you know what the CEO of, 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 of Netflix, 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 I'll try to get Netflix mm-hmm. said, hey, what he said, go pound sand. We're not taking Dave Chappelle off. We think he's well, a t- Netflix by their own right is a little, well, <laughs> you know, controversial on some of the things that they put out. Yeah, like the BS show. They have us on Netflix. Very, they do. Very controversial. It's yeah. Stop Flicks. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, we have to take a break. We have a special guest coming up. Special. I love this man. It's 726. It's BS.show. Oh, Sheila. It's one of my favorite songs. And it's not, it's not, uh, it's not Prince. Do you know that? Everybody thinks that's Prince, but it's not. Who is it? It's Ready for the World. Everybody knows it's Ready for the World. Don't you know it's Ready for the World? No. Yeah. Anyway, 733. Because the world's not ready for me. (laughs) That's for sure. 733, (laughs) it is BS.show. It's a Friday, and unbelievably, I didn't have to call long distance. I didn't have to call the North Pole. All I had to do was call a local number. And imagine that I get Jack Frost on the phone on a local number because you know why? Where's Jack Frost at? Mr. Frost, where are you right now? Oh, I am chilling like a villain in the village of St. Charles, Missouri. It's the man himself, Jack Frost, who is a big part of Christmas traditions. So what? Two weekends down, or we, or three weekends down, or what? Two? How many? We, That's we done? right. So we we are two weekends down. We've got two weekends to go. So glass half full, glass half empty. Whatever kind of optimist you are, that's what we have left. Time is ticking away. Well, essentially, this weekend, next weekend, and then like half a weekend, right? Because you're there on you're there on what Christmas Eve, which is a Saturday we, this year, right? That is correct. We are there on Christmas Eve. We're going to have a big pep rally for you know the big guy, Santa. I, I don't know if you know this, Brad, but um. I'm afraid of Santa. I've got what they call claustrophobia. God, here we're starting already, aren't we? <laughs> hey, I do have to have a serious talk to you, okay? Seriously. Yes. You're dissing our show. What do you mean I'm dissing your show? It's the best show on the radio. <laughs> I have had a couple people who have talked to you. As a matter of fact, one person who said, hey, I listened to you on on the radio with Brad, and you said you and two other people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Listen, whoever this person is, you you get their name for me because I'm going to rename them Advent Calendar because their days are numbered for, you know, squealing me out like that. So, so uh, for those of you who have never been to uh, Christmas traditions, we can't, you know, I, I learned my lesson in the radio biz a long time ago. You never assume everybody knows everything what you're talking about. Give a thumbnail sketch of what Christmas traditions is all about. Yes, yeah, so Christmas Traditions is a nearly 50-year-old festival that takes place along historic Main Street, and it's a celebration of the Christmas of yesteryear and Christmas around the world. So you come down, you see the beautiful historic district all decorated, but you get to meet the legends of Christmas. So Sugar Plum Fairy, Ebenezer Scrooge, Jacob Marley, and you also get to learn how the holidays are celebrated around the globe. We have characters representing Kwanzaa and Hanukkah, as well as different Santas from different countries and Europe and Japan, uh, and you can learn how the festivals are celebrated there. Uh, no passport required. So it's a completely free event. Of course, you get to meet Santa, who's holed up in the old Victorian train station, and it's it's really a great time to escape the hustle and bustle. Now, the weekly schedule, Wednesdays, what time on Wednesdays? Yes, so Wednesdays is our special Christmas carol stroll, so fans of Charles Dickens' classic can come and they can actually see the story performed out in front of you along the street, and that takes place on Wednesdays only from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., and then our standard Christmas traditions programming is every Friday from 6 to 8.30 p.m., every Saturday from noon to 8.30, and every Sunday from noon to 5, the big Santa parade takes place on noon on Saturdays and Sundays, and it's a great time. And it's free. Now, let's also mention that you now, you're officially closing off South Main, correct? You can't get on there with a car? That is correct. So on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, South Main is open only to pedestrian traffic. But if you come and you're worried about parking, don't be. We have agreements with many uh, places like Ameristar nearby uh, who have opened up their parking lots. There are shuttles for you. There's the big city hall parking garage that is free. So there is plenty of parking. And then you're going to feel a little bit safer while walking down South Main as well. And you can go to the uh, that big parking lot where the casino used to be, where the uh, Lewis and Clark uh, thing is that that's open as well too. Yes, correct? yes, the Lewis and Clark Boathouse. Absolutely, plenty of parking. Yes, and so how have the crowds been? The crowds have been great. Um, you know, Mother Nature was a little bit on her her warm side recently, so that has and that you... has helped. But it's 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 really great, and it's been wonderful to see all all the families coming out. I've heard a rumor that there's an inverse proportion that as the temperature rises jack frost is not as friendly but when the temperature decreases jack frost is more friendly is that true my uh, brad i didn't know you were a doctor look at you you are incredible you are, you must have gone to the university of yettysburg and gotten a nice double major there well done an ice double major yes is that true though when 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 like when it's like cold you're like having fun and when it's, it's like above 40 degrees you're a little bit cantankerous is that true i mean i've heard this story is it true come on okay well that's very hot-blooded thing for you to say but yes it is true you know as the temperature rises i tend to melt a little bit i have to take the chill pills and uh <laughs> It has an adverse side effect where I get a little cantankerous. <laughs> the chill pills. Okay. <laughs> do, do, do you stay up at night thinking of these things? 
<laughs> Sadly, I do. It's just <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. I, I write on the notepad by the bed. Must tell puns to Brad. Okay, now, most of the people are, you know, it's Christmas spirits, nice. What do you do if someone like, like the comedians, if you get like a heckler, hey, you're not Jack Frost, what, what, what do you do? Oh, I smite them in front of everyone. Um, but but I, I they never know when it's coming because we all know revenge is a dish best served cold. So oh, my God. <laughs> they wait for it. But I, I always get them in the end. I won't touch that line at all. <laughs> okay, Jack Frost. Once again, uh, the web address if people want more information. Yes, stcharleschristmas.com. They can also find us at St. Charles Christmas Traditions on Facebook. And as always, you're giving out, are all the characters giving out the trading card still, correct? Absolutely. Every character has a free trading card that you can collect. We have bonus cards on Wednesdays and Fridays for our Christmas Carol Stroll and our Krampus Carnival that takes place on Friday evening. So those who like to collect the cards, that's the insider secret. Get the bonus cards on Wednesdays and Fridays. You are amazing, Jack Frost. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I mean, I, what's the temperature supposed to be tonight? So we'll have to figure out how good of a mood Jack don't, Frost is no, going to be. Don't, don't even talk about it. It's, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's like well, a, not pretty for me. It'll be pretty for you guys. Yeah, yeah, not not good for you. Okay, Jack, have a good weekend. <laughs> you too. We'll do it again next week. You got it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. The guy's incredible. <laughs> He really is. He's, He's a thought fascinating of every man. every pun to do with temperature and and cold. The winter net he calls it, not the internet. The winter net. Oh, boy, you know, and it, it really is cool. I mean, I mean, I, here I'm using a pun. I mean, they do a, such a nice job. I mean, if, if, if <laughs> I say cool, you did use a pun. Yeah, You're so punny, cool. right? So I, it, they, you know what? And so many things like Disney that's charging you 189 bucks, like it's free. You know, go down there, it's free, you know? And once again, this is St. Charles. For the most part, you don't have to worry about your car getting stolen or you getting held up or any of that kind of stuff. If there was a town in the city, I would say, eh, I don't know if I would advise you to go to it. But St. Charles, you're fine. They got good police protection. The the the, the mayor... That's in, really true. The mayor I agree in, with that. The mayor in St. Charles does a nice job. The city police yeah. in St. Charles do a nice job. The Convention and Visitors Bureau do a really nice job. The merchants and all the vendors and all the restaurants and everything on Main Street do an excellent job. It really is a great thing. And I'm surprised that... And I know they get some people that come in from out of town, but I'm surprised it hasn't become more of like a regional thing where people, you know come for the weekend things like that it's starting to well i know it happens but you know there's some areas of the country you know they talk about like oh the wisconsin dells you know people go go for thousands of miles go to the dells in the summer stuff like that what is the dells i used to drive i've been through wisconsin and i've it's an area up there where market in the dell well it's like it's an area for like a month where the temperature actually gets above freezing in the dell no it's it's it's, is that what that means no i don't know here here, you're gonna ask me that I don't here. I don't officially know what the whistle. I don't. You know, if you drive on, was it I eighty four or whatever you going up to between Chicago and and because I used to make that drive That's all the time. That's the route you want to take. Well, I used to make Chicago that Chicago or right before Chicago. You do not want to go the other way that takes you through Hee Haw Hell, Iowa. I, I used to drive Iowa all the time. You know, I'm telling you. You know, uh-huh. I'm telling you. Here, you know, they don't have rest stops. What's that? They don't have rest stops. In where? In Wisconsin? Iowa. 
Well, that's because you don't need to rest. That's because you just go out in a cornfield. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't believe that, do you? No. It fertilizes the corn. Okay. So does your speech. <laughs> Wisconsin Dells is a city in Wisconsin. Wisconsin Dells, a yes. city in southern Wisconsin, lies in the Wisconsin River in a region of glacier-carved sandstone formations. Its numerous theme parks and entertainment centers include Noah's Ark Water Park, Mount Olympus Water Park and Theme Park, Mirror Lake State Park, a forested reserve surrounding, and the Shelley Bar Memorial uh, Ticket Place, where she always gets a ticket going through Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, that, that is. Um, I have my own star there. Population is 3,198. It's a little tiny place. There's all sorts of, I think 3,195 of the people work at the amusement parks. <laughs> I think that's pretty much what it is. Um, anything you want to talk about? You want to get yell at me about anything? I'm trying to look at my list here. No, I think, well. Oh, get this. What? The TSA has been doing this test, and they're thinking about rolling it out nationwide. Facial recognition at the airport. Haven't they ever seen the movie Face Off? <laughs> the Transportation Security Administration has been facial testing recognition technology as an option for travelers at select U.S. airport for years, touting it as a way to speed up identity verification and security. But now the I federal agency is poised to implement the system nationwide, causing alarm for privacy advocates and other critics who say the facial scanning systems bring a flurry of concerns. I don't, you know, <laughs> somehow. What are your feelings about that, Brad? <sighs> You know, you really want my feelings about this? I mean, to me, it is person of interest persona. Well, it's sort of like if you've been watching the the, the Twitter files that Elon Musk the keeps. Twitter files. No, that's what they're calling now. If he, he's, re he's releasing all these confidential memos from inside Twitter. It's going like, okay, the fix is in. Okay, if you have someone who tells you, hey, uh, the FBI is following you and, and the, the CIA's got your phone tapped. I mean, there was a time when you go like, eh, that guy's a wacko. Now you're going like, oh, that guy's smart. <laughs> because... That's because you sit there and you don't, you don't Google it. You don't do anything, but you sit there and talk about an item or a situation. And all of a sudden you got these ads that are pertinent to what you were talking about, but that you... Big Brother is listening. Okay, you ask me how I feel about it. You hear these stories about, you know, China and how they're observing all their citizens. We go, oh, that would never happen here. Yeah, right. It's going on right now. You know, I mean, you know, all the government agencies had information on you. I mean, you hear about these trials where, it's you know, the machine, Brad. Well, you hear about these trials and they and they convict these people because because they know where they were because of their cell phone. Okay, already your cell phone's like, you know, giving you away. Uh, they pull up all your tech. Oh, the amazing thing is they can pull up a text message. For from 22 years ago, but they can't find Hillary Clinton's lost 30,000 emails. What? What's the deal with that? You know what I mean? Like, how is that possible? That, that was you know, a segue for oh, sure. No, I'm serious. You know, it's certain things like, oh, yeah, we 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 know that you 22 years ago, you were at the White Castle and Natural Bridge. You had a number one with a mellow yellow, but yet they can't find Hillary Clinton's 30,000 emails. Okay. Okay. We'll move on. It's 746. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. You know, the uh, reason I played that is uh, Elvis is in the news. At least one of his planes is. You know about this? I did not. He had all sorts of planes, and one of them, I believe, was called the Lisa Marie. And I'm trying to think if this one... Anyway, one of his planes is going up for auction. 
The only problem is that it's sitting, I believe it's in Phoenix. It's at an airport, or maybe it's not necessarily in Phoenix. It might be another airport. It might be in Tucson. Anywhere, it's it's in the Southwest. It's some airport sitting out. You know, they sell, they put all the planes out there. The Army has, uh, the Air Force has a bunch of their plane graveyards out there in that area because humidity is low, temperature stays high, and the planes will stay in relatively good shape. Because every once in a while, they put some of the uh, planes out for the boneyard, so to speak, and then they end up recycling them, putting them back in the air if they need them. Anyway, his plane, I believe it's a Jetstar. Let me look at this. Elvis Jetstar. It's coming up on Meekum Auctions, M-E-C-U-U-M. If you have anybody who's a car freak, you'll know what the Meekum Auctions are. Uh, they're on TV, and they've gotten to the point where they're going to be huge auctions where some of these cars are literally going for high six and low seven figures. There's cars crossing the auction block that people are bidding hundreds of thousands of dollars for, and in some cases, million or more. And they're going to auction off his plane. The only problem is they're not going to run across the auction block because it doesn't have any engines. They took the engines out of it. And there's a video online of a guy from Meekum Auctions who gives you Elvis um, Jetstar. Elvis Jetstar. Uh, Yeah, it's sitting out. um, He bought it in 1976 for $840,000. It's a 1962 Lockheed 1329 Jetstar. And there's one of them, I believe, that's down. One of the Jetstars he had is down at his place in Memphis. It's across the street from, from Graceland. And this one's been sitting out in the... Uh, matter of fact, it's interesting. Um, decked out with custom rev, red velvet upholstery, gold finish hardware, microwave, VCR player, cassette player, and other lavish amenities. It's going to be auctioned off. Yeah, for auction, Smithonian's... Uh, what happened? Elvis Presley, Convair 880, the Lisa Marie, uh, while waiting for renovation, Presley took it like he just went... I'm trying to read this real quick. Um, anyway... Oh, no, the Lisa Marie is sitting down. Are you practicing your Evelyn Wood? I, I'm going to call uh, Dan Borgmeyer and have him help me. Uh, the Lisa Marie is sitting down uh, in front of his auction. I mean, in front of his, his place across the street. Um, from his from his domicile? Yes. the That that one is a Delta Airlines in ni- 1975 named it after his daughter. Lisa Marie cost the king $250,000 at the time. Where for sure, he, he spent $2.9 million today's fixing it up. So anyway, they're going to auction the thing off. It doesn't have any engines. Now, what's interesting about these Jetstar engines, these planes, small planes, they have four jet engines, and they Do have they them... even make them anymore. Oh no, 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 no. They have their the engines are pods of two. So in other words, on each side of the fuselage, there is two engines. You know, like if you see like the DC nines have the engines that you know, as opposed to like the Boeing planes, they have the engines out in the wings. The, the DC Airlines, the, the Douglas aircraft, the DC-9s, had the engines like stuck on the side. As a matter of fact, you've ever had to fly in a DC-9 and had that seat in the back where the engine's like, you know, two feet from your head. It gets pretty noisy back there. Anyway, imagine there's four engines, two of them on each side. They're like stuck together. They're like a pod. A pod has two engines in it. And that gives you an idea of how they've come, how far they've come with with technology because the four engines right now that uh, that you know were on that plane originally you could probably put one engine on that plane one of the new modern engines and it would probably fly faster and higher well just one engine obviously has to have two engines but you know it's technology okay also here's the story which i find fascinating being in the radio business okay elon musk is in trouble with the city of san francisco 
because that's where his headquarters are. You know how, why he's in trouble? No, I really don't. When he took over, he put out a memo to all his people that they're going to work long lights, long, you know, long hours, long nights, and they're going to put their nose to the grindstone and they're going to push it out. They're going to work real hard. If you're not in, into that, resign right now, okay? So he's converted a couple of the offices there to sleeping rooms where they apparently put in like some beds and stuff like that, some bunk beds and stuff like that. The well, it's c- better than their mother's basement. The city is coming after him because that's not permitted. Now, keep in mind, this is the city that has homeless people everywhere sleeping on the sidewalks. That's funny. But they're going after Elon Musk because he's got some of his employees who are sleeping in their office. Now, being in the radio business, well, being in the radio business, I used to have the world's worst schedule. First off, when you're in the radio business, and especially when you work in the morning show, many a night when I worked the mornings at other stations, many a night I slept on a couch at the radio station, you know, because of the fact you want to be there at 6 o'clock or 5.30, wherever you go in the air, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be late. You don't want to get stuck in the snow, so you come in the night before. Or sometimes during the, the blizzard of 82, I spent four nights living at the radio station, and probably my worst schedule was I used to do the Sunday night talk show from 10 o'clock on Sunday night till 2 a.m. on Monday morning. And then I was the morning guy on KSLQ. So I'd get off the air at 2 o'clock. I'd have four hours before I'd go back on the air at 6 o'clock. I went into one of the production studios, Production 2, as we used to call it back in the day, or Sound Design 2, as later later become became known. And I would sleep on the floor underneath the console. There was a little, little area I could sort of squeeze myself back into there. It was sort of like a little comfortable area. And I'd bring my blankies with me and, and my, my pillow, and i sleep there, okay? If the city of Clayton found out about that, oh, my God, they'd come and they'd arrest me. But can you imagine this? The city that has homeless people everywhere sleeping on the streets, sleeping, you know, here, sleeping there with tents, you know, sleeping underneath cardboard boxes. They're going after Elon Musk because he's got some people. And what's interesting is if you read the story, it's pretty interesting because they talk about all these tech firms. There was a time when the tech firms were encouraging this. They had like what they call little sleep pods where if where you if you like you're working long hours you could go into a little sleep pod it's like a little thing almost like a tube you could like crawl into and sleep get a couple hours sleep because you know there are a lot of people that you know you get a couple hours sleep and they're good to go you know what i'm saying yes i do i'm not one of those i've never everybody been... needs a little nap I, but sometimes I, when you take a nap you kind of wake up grumpy at I, least i do did you just take a nap <laughs> No, why do you ask? <laughs> I don't know. I was just sitting there listening to you, shaking my head. <laughs> you know, going, yeah, that's true. That's okay. True. And then I was thinking, I remember that snowstorm of 82. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Because, for... <laughs> I, uh-huh, because I was driving on, um, is it Lin- Was is it 67 up there, isn't it? In oh, NoCo? yeah. Well, it's, it's Lindbergh. Yeah. It well, used, it used when to be, it was going down to meet, what is that, 370? It used to be 140, I believe. They changed the name. They, You know, with the highway department, those guys out in Chesterfield, hey, let's confuse the drivers. Let's rename 70 in the downtown area. Let's call it 44. And when you're going west on 44, you're actually going east on 44. But when you're going east on 44, you're actually going west on 70. Oh, wow, so let's do that. You know you know how you, you know what? You know what I do for pranks, for pranks sometimes? Oh, Yes, but just just know as as this is not a prank, that it's uh, eight o'clock. I call up Modot. I call their headquarters and I go, "Hey guys, 
I'm driving on 40 right now. And they get mad. What? You're, it's not 40. It's 64. Yeah, guys. It's not. It's not 64. It's 40. It will always it's be 40. It's Highway 40. Oh, who, who, who. You know what? One time I did that, they tracked me down, and one of the MoDOT emergency patrol guys ran me off the road. I'm sure that happened. And I'm in the ditch, and the guy goes, we know you're the guy that called up our headquarters and called it Highway 40. We don't put up for that. It's Interstate 64. Don't you ever call it Highway 40 again. Or the next time. It will always be 40. The next time you're going off the Danube Boone Bridge and into the river. Of, uh, seven, I'm sorry, what is it? 170 is 725. Back 725 in, when it was the inner belt. Do you know that the, the like up in Chicago, like at the, you got the Stevenson and the Eisenhower and things like that. Do you yeah. know that we have names for those in the St. Louis that nobody knows about? I did not know that. If nobody knows about them, why would I know about them? Nobody uses them. The Red Feather Expressway. You know what the Red Feather Expressway is? I do not. Do you know where the Jefferson, uh, the Jefferson Expressway is? No. <laughs> Neither does anybody else. But they're real highways, believe it or not, but nobody knows about them. So why do you know about them? Because I'm a nerd. <laughs> because you're a I, helicopter I used to be pilot. a traffic reporter. Matter of fact, I'm the guy that to- coined the term the BFD. That's <laughs> that's that's the Poplar Street Bridge, the BFD. Are not, it's not the BFD anymore because the, it was named after Bernard F. Dickman, who was the mayor of the city of St. Louis in the 40s. And they just, you, can you imagine that? That's one of the things that always has bothered me. If you, your, your parents, you know, like you go to a, a you know, your, your relative, like say your father, they're going to name a bridge after him. And if you live long enough, 40 years later, they go, oh, we're not going to have that bridge named after him anymore. We're going to change the name of the bridge. It's the, it's the, now it's, it used to be the Bernard F. Dickman bridge. And now it's the, uh, the guy that, um, it's the William F. Clay bridge. They changed, they got rid of the Bernard F. Dickman bridge and it's now the William F. Clay bridge. But as nobody knows it as that. You know, everybody knows it as the Poplar Street Bridge, which once again ticks off the MoDOT people because because it's not really on Poplar Street. Poplar Street is underneath the bridge. Aren't you glad you listen to the show and know all these nerdy stuff? Yes, and you know what? <laughs> what? TikTok Buttercup. It's eight oh two. Or just you know what? I decide we're just going to go till ten o'clock tonight. Are you up for that? We're just going to talk till ten. Whatever you say, boss. <laughs> uh, we didn't play our last song, did we? Nope. Shelly, call an audible. You're in charge right now. What should I do? Um, I think you should do your job. <laughs> you mean start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like... I, I have to say that to my, I have a problem with authority. <laughs> Sorry. Oopsie, my bad. You mean you actually want me to work? I mean, you want me to do something productive? <laughs> You you want Please me? Please don't suspend me. That's happened before. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So here's what I'm gonna do. I got a couple. Com- I think I'm gonna play a couple commercials here. Let's see how many commercials I can well, get. Well, yeah. In. And then we'll... we have that final uh, break, yeah. right? Well, it, hold on a minute. Don't go anywhere because it may only play the weather. Hold on. Here we go. Let's try and see what happens. Okay. okay? You ready? Here we go. Ah, uh, yes. The late great Sammy Davis Jr. What a great song that is. God, what a talent he was. Okay, we're done, Shelley. We're officially done. Seven minutes after eight o'clock. Well, this has been fun. Everybody have a great weekend. Tonight is the Burbash. And um, what are you going to do this weekend? Oh, they've got a they, – it's interesting you ask because I'm hoping you ask because they have a TV land special. They're doing all the old – more. it's like Mork and Mindy weekend. And what they're doing is they're playing the the um, the very rare episode where 
Joe Biden, when he was a younger man as a senator, was on Mork and Mindy? Do you know about this? He was not. He was. It. He was on Mork and Mindy. Here. He was not. Here's an excerpt from the, the, uh, that episode. Nano, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> You're a male child, Brad. Everybody have a I'm great weekend. I'm a male weekend. child. This is you, BS.show, you Brad and Shelley. You can't say Peace male anymore. He's an iFly. You can't say a male anymore. You have to say I'm a humanoid or whatever. Male, male, male. Well, <laughs> I have to discern then what that is. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hurts, doesn't it? Okay, it hold on. Stings. Hold on. I got I to gotta adjust something here because of the fact that you just screwed me up. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. <laughs> you did. I'm sorry. Of course Okay. Okay. You never let me press the button. It's How could I have screwed 809 you up? 809 KSOQ FM Washington, K296 HA Washington, KRAP AM Washington. Have a really good weekend, Shelly. I'll talk to you Monday at 6 a.m. Oh, yay. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.